Welcome to the I'll Finish That podcast, where we chat about managing our weight goals and daily life challenges. I'm your host, Lawrence, and today I'm joined by John Michael. John Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Excited to have you on again. Another big supporter um, of my journey and being co-workers together for so long and um, seeing some of your journeys and being able to share stories. So when I started talking about guests, I knew that you were somebody that I definitely wanted to have on because you've got some unique stories that I want to be able to talk about also. So thank you for coming. Yeah. And no, you know, thank you for having me. I, it's it's funny because I feel like uh, I've seen you through this journey. Like, and yeah, when I get totally, to see yeah. you, I'm just like, whoa. Like what happened? It's like, and and I'm almost like trying to fight, figure out like, Lawrence, what's the secret sauce here? Like you have gone and you've lost weight in a very healthy way too. Like, mm-hmm. which is like really important for everyone on the podcast to understand that like, this was a very, very healthy change. And when you were like, yeah, I was just portioning better. I'm eating better. And I'm like, mm, okay, he's lying. He's on something for sure. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I wish there's no magic sauce. If there was a magic sauce, trust me, I would have bottled it up and started selling it to make money. <laughs> right. Um, but they definitely, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, you would have seen me at my heaviest and you would have seen me at my smallest because we were, we've always been close and been able to talk and, um, you've seen me go from different hairstyles to different size clothing. So <laughs> it's good. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was for me, definitely portion control, which I did by a calorie deficit. So I never starved myself by any means. And lots of guys and girls that have come on the podcast can attest to that is that it does come down to a calorie deficit and most people are pretty successful, but we're here to talk about you and your stories because oh, a lot it. of our stories have been about weight loss, but your story is not really about weight loss because it isn't. It yeah, isn't. Mine, Yours is yeah. a bit different. But before we get into that, why don't you just talk to us a little bit about your educational background and professional background? So I um, is a, am a graduate. My profession, um, which surprises people, I actually graduated school as an actor, Toronto Film School, uh, TFS. Shout out. Um, currently I am in the, I found myself in a career where I'm working operations for a, um, financial loan company in the auto field. So it's very, very different from what I studied versus what I'm doing now. And, and it, uh, yeah, it's, it's very two different worlds. You got one world where you're very focused on your appearance and then the other world where you're very focused on, you know, numbers, your mind, you know, and, and doesn't matter how you look, if you don't know how to, how to produce or understand what, what, what your job is, it, you're not going to perform well. So. Well, the truth is one's in front of camera, one's behind camera. Right. And they both, That's have, true. They yeah. both have really equal uh, important roles and no matter what in life, whether you're the front of the house or the back of the house, you're always going to have important roles. And so you've been able to wear two caps successfully. Cause when I first met you, you were, you were in quite a few plays and different events and stuff like that. I don't know if you've pursued it much since, um, because your career behind the stage kind of skyrocketed. Yes, actually, I don't know if you still remember, but when I had first met you, or when we first started working, I had an opportunity come my way. And I remember asking you, because that's the same time when a new client was coming to um, to the playing field, if you would. And I was just pretty much asking, you know, 
um, just as sports reference, are you putting me in coach? And you were like, you're straight up like, no, you're not coming with me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so uh, I was going to actually pursue that, um, that project that I was doing. Right. But, and I think what attests to some of your strengths that I've got to know from you is your, the mental side of being able to take that no or that yes and run with it. Cause I did tell you no, but that didn't stop you from wanting to get bigger and better in either side of the fields. So you said, Hey, I'm going to go push myself at the acting side, but you didn't slow down where we were working at the time. I was open and honest with you to say, Hey, no, not yet. And you kept pushing and you got up to a spot where you became very valuable. Yeah. I, I thought you were playing mind games to be honest. <laughs> I mean, maybe? No, I'm kidding. Never. Always open and honesty with me. Yeah, I didn't really know who you were back then. I still remember when I um, first showed you my phone and a dating app notification came up. And I don't think you knew what that dating app was. So I like so embarrassed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why he's telling me he's not taking me because I just, oh my goodness, that was so embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely outed yourself there because I did not notice it. But I will tell you, you probably... And my wife wouldn't be too happy is that you got me my addiction with the Apple products because everything I own now is Apple's because of you. Apple all the way. Honestly, you know, they call me a corporate climber. And I feel that probably in my 30s, I'll find my way into working at Apple's corporation and, and working in their operations, you know, doing that stuff. It's not a bad gig at all. So let's get into it then about your weight journey, and I'm going to say that because I think there was a little bit of gaining weight and losing weight. Um, when I first met you, you were a pretty physically fit guy. Like You were going to the gym on a regular basis where we worked at a gym. You were going to gyms outside of the place. Um, but let's start at the beginning and give me a little background on why you started hitting the gym. So I actually started um, when the Good Life Fitness in Bradford, Ontario opened up. And I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity. I went there with two of my good friends. We signed up and I started getting into it really hard. And it was it was crazy because my gains um, were, were through the roof. People thought I was on like steroids or something, but I was just at, at the time I was working at McDonald's and also working out. So I called them McGains because I would eat like just like, just the protein that I was getting from the McDonald's food. Cause you get 50% off, you know? So I was really taking advantage of that. And I was really, really bulking up during that time. And in the peak of my fitness, I, I would say that's when I transitioned to where I met you. And so that's where you kind of saw who I was. Um, and, and that, that all kind of began because I just wanted to, I was bored actually. There was really nothing to it but boredom. And I really wanted to do something. I knew that I had the the capacity to, you know, be physically fit. I had some goals in mind, never really had anything, you know, put it on paper, any fitness pal stuff, didn't really have that. I just knew that I wanted bigger arms, a uh, bigger chest and can lift. I just want to be able to lift, you know? Right. Um, and that, that really transpired into what what I was doing as an actor during the time, I I noticed that a lot of the things that I was being put into um, auditions for were not stereotypically 
what an Asian guy in the industry would be put in for. So it, it, it's almost like they want everyone in, in film and television to be Americanized. And so I strived, I, that's when I really started going like crazy with how I wanted my physical form to look like, because I wanted to look like an all-American all boy, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, granted, it was really weird because I was getting these auditions people were looking at me some type of way and then realizing I was total like my personality was the total opposite. So it was actually getting really hard to cast me in things. Cause I had like the face of like a young 15 year old boy. And then you go down the neck and it's the body of like a, you know, 25 year old. And, and it was getting, getting people really confused. And, and plus I, I, my background is on a theater. So, you know, my kind of demeanor and the way that I move isn't as macho as I was looking. So it really actually messed with me a little bit um, and all that. And, and that kind of, as I let go of, or I let go of that journey uh, as an actor, which I eventually might pick up now that I'm in Toronto, um, I, I started losing that kind of motivation looking that way. And I started focusing more on um, being healthy. You know, it didn't matter how I looked. I just wanted to feel good because I think that everyone who goes into a, a fitness journey, whether it be losing weight, gaining weight, shape, you know, um, just trimming, trimming and, and getting slim, whatever it is, you almost get like this, uh, this fitness high, um, that it becomes addicting. And when you stop, um, you know, being physically active, you kind of miss that feeling. So now where I'm at, and that's kind of the journey where I'm at, I've definitely lost a lot of what I've gained in the, I guess the I would say the five years that I've been physically active and actually working out um, a lot more slim than I used to be. And with the weather opening up, I'm, I'm more so looking to kind of put together my, um, my goals towards just getting, getting back into, you know, the swing of things, my cardio, uh, get that up and running, um, I know that you were infamous for challenging me on our Apple watches. And and I, I feel like the people who used to get notifications of me working out on my Apple watch probably think I'm dead because well, I've not I, put that thing on. I was going to say, because I haven't seen your, go off, your rings go off in a long time. I just won a challenge with uh, Alex Crocker, who was a guest earlier on here. So I got a free dinner out of that. But yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely have to get you back on those rings. Um, Chris Emanuel, who was just on the podcast, we just started sharing that and it's, it's definitely a motivating factor for somebody that wants to get going again. It is. It's, it's a little game um, and it's not like in the face, you know, so it kind of feels it, it's not intrusive. Um, and, and it's actually a really neat way to keep someone accountable and motivated too. So. It really is. I think I, so going back to this week when I was challenging Croco, I actually had probably one of my best weeks from, uh, a weight loss perspective and losing some body fat because I was ensuring that I was hitting my goals because I didn't want to be that guy that had to hear about it every weekend at practice as though that I lost to him. But I quickly want to go back to, you kind of stuck on something that I think has probably made you stronger as a person. And we've talked about over the times is 
you were kind of getting stereotyped in cast rules and then it wasn't working for you a bit. So from a mental standpoint, I know that's got to be tough. What were some of the things that helped you with the rejection of kind of saying, hey, no, you're not ready for this part or this part, because as you put it, you have a face of a 15 year old, but a body of a 25 year old. Uh, what I would say, well, it was definitely daunting, you know, getting a lot of rejection based on, you know, your, your physical appearance. Cause you know, when I think the, the toughest thing in that industry is when you're mentally capable and you know that you can do the role, but you just don't look it. Unfortunately, that's just how the cookie crumbles. And, um, the way that help the, the things that I was thinking about or what really helped me prevent um, going into like this spiral was kind of like the education that I received and, and the research that I've done and understanding that it, the industry, like this is just how, how film and television is like. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you can't cast a uh, flamboyant Asian boy as your main character. You know, there, there is no Superman that looks like me or acts my way. Um, and I have to accept that because it's the field that I've chosen now, granted, given with the world and how it's changing, do I believe that it's right? I don't think so. I think that many times I, I auditioned next to someone who, um, had blonde hair and blue eyes and I didn't get it because of that, you know? Um, and, but that's also subject to my opinion. It's a little tricky, and I can see why people go down this, you know, dark path and they start shaving their heads and, you know, resulting to alcohol and, and whatnot. But what really helped me was, you know, focusing on the wins. Um, because when I, when I got rejected, it was like, all right, moving on to the next one and just looking at the next ones. And when I did get the wins, it was really fruitful. So I think that that's what really kept me from you know, sinking into sinking down with the ship, if you would. No, you definitely have been someone who can handle that part. And I I think I've always seen you in a role where when you get told no, as we kind of said at the beginning, when you're with me, you were able to always push forward and, and get to that next spot. You briefly talked about, okay, so you had that body thing and you're, you're 15 face, but 25 body. And then you said to yourself, I'm just going to make a health decision. So what did you change in your routine? Because previously you were saying, I just wanted to be able to lift. I wanted to be able to see gains. I wanted to have bigger arms. So what changed in your head and what became the goal? Obviously just saying healthy is easy because somebody can just say, okay, I'm going to eat salads every day. What did you do specifically? Because you definitely did proportion out once I started to meet you and we started going through these journeys kind of together. Right. Um, I think it was... First off, you know, taking a good look at myself in the mirror uh, with weight gain or weight loss, I don't know how people can look at, you know, a scale every day. It's like so daunting. And I never did. I never really did look at a scale during my fitness journey. Um, it was always when I put on like, you know, my favorite top and suddenly I'm, it was too tight on me or it was too loose. And that's how I knew that I was going in and out of weight. Uh, the, the mindset changed, um, when I took the, took myself, um, front of a mirror and looked at like, 
how I how I wanted to look. And I, I realized that the way that I was sculpting my body was for other people. You know, that that's what everyone wanted to see me as, wanted me to look like. Even in dating, you know, it was getting really difficult to meet people who didn't understand um where where what I wanted physically. And that's when I, I had to make peace with, okay, I can't live up to other people's expectations. I just wanted mine. So um, along with kind of lowering the weights and just doing more of what I wanted, which was a lot more cardio and a lot more, um, I guess, cross fitness, um, I started also minimizing the the portions that I was taking, you know, too much of too much of this, too much of that before I can, oh my goodness, I can have like six meals a day and everything was good because I was counterbalancing it with the weightlifting. But then, you know, suddenly I was finding myself on the chubbier side and I realized, oh, you can't just stop working out and continue to eat the way that you were uh, as you were lifting. I had to change it up as well <laughs> in the kitchen. And that's when, you know, I really started taking a look at at my nutrition and making sure that I wasn't, um, I guess, over uh, exceeding my calories that I should be taking, if you would. So it's, and it goes back to that, right? Like I've talked to keto, I've talked to intermittent fasting people, and eventually it always comes back to the calories in, calories out. And I really hope that throughout this podcast is that I can touch, talk to people. And I have, whether it's younger generation, or older generation, we just slowly start talking about it. Um, and, and it does come down to what you're putting into your body matters first. So you were joking about Mick Gaines at the beginning, but you were able to throw that into your body because you were burning it off. Right. Absolutely. Again, I, I, we talked to younger players and, and younger guys at, at where I work and it's just like, it's at first you had to learn how to eat because if you worry so much about how many chicken breasts you're putting in and all the good stuff, you don't realize what it is. And you, you talk to bodybuilders or you watch documentary on bodybuilders, they get to the point where they're depressed eating because they're eating so much. They don't, they don't get that muscle just because they go to the gym every day and lift a thousand pounds total. It's because they're eating and they're giving their body the fuel that it needs. So it's the vice versa. If you're trying to gain weight, you got to give your body more fuel. So it keeps burning it to make it into muscle. Or if you're trying to lose weight, you want your body to use the fat to burn them to, to use the energy to get you to where to get to. So it sounds like you kind of got a little bit of a journey of both. You got the gains journey and the losing weight journey, which is, which is exciting. Was, was there a specific diet though, that you were using? Was it meal prepping? Was it, uh, I don't, I don't remember you ever doing keto or anything like that, but I think I, you did a little bit of meal prepping. Yeah, I did a lot of meal prepping. Um, it was always, you know, the, I am no longer a picky eater. It's so weird. I actually just look at food now as like proteins, vegetables, and grains. Like I don't think of like you could put, uh, you know, something as boring as a breast, a chicken breast with potatoes and broccoli, and it's it's a meal to me, right? It doesn't. That's not something that that bores me, if you would. Um, and so that's that's kind of the mindset that I had when changing things up, like, you know, how much more grains or how do I bring this around? And and I never got into, I think it, they call it macros, where you're like looking at and really um, weighing the amount of protein that you had per meal. Um, I, I never got into that, but I definitely focused on making sure that I was proportioning 
the um, the right meals per day. And it, it was tough too, because I was living at home. And if you've ever lived or ever had the luxury of having dinner at a Filipino uh, household, the food that they make, it is it is not friendly to a diet. Like you got some really good food, definitely very starchy, very oily, very delicious. But um, I wouldn't meal prep Filipino food if you, you know what I mean? I wouldn't fall in that healthy category. <laughs> I can attest to that. My uh, two week trip oh, now, it's probably about four or five years ago. I, I, I definitely ate like a king while I was out there. And I'm glad I wasn't on a diet while I was out there because it would have been very, very tough in that situation. Um, But yeah, so I think that's exciting that you went from ups to downs and you're able to notice it. And you talked a little bit about the macros and I keep, I I tell people and I bring it up on a lot of stories or big for bigger guys that talk to me or or women that talk to me, they, they always ask me like, Oh, should I make sure I'm making enough protein and carbs? And there's a part of me that, tells people like first get used to what you're going to eat because I think that's the biggest challenge. You don't want to ever cut out something that you enjoy because then eventually you're going to go to it and you're going to binge. Yes. However, I I always tell people, I wish I went a little bit slower than I did. And part of that would have been counting my macros because Mm -hmm. I tell people I lost a lot of muscle going through my weight loss. And I had, I focused a little bit more on my proteins that I was putting in. I think and from studying and from looking it up and researching, I would have been able to keep a little bit more muscle, would have slowed down my weight number, but I would have been able to keep more muscle. So going back to it, when November of 2019, when I decided to try the vegetarian style or lifestyle, I actually found myself looking at it more. Cause I was like, okay, hey, I got to supplement my protein and make sure I'm going through that. So the macros is a very interesting aspect of weight loss and weight gain, because once you can figure out, Hey, this is how much I want to eat or this is how much I need to eat to be able to lose weight or how much I need to eat to to gain weight, get used to that first. And then once you start tweaking your macros, the gains all of a sudden will get much more, whether you're trying to gain weight or you're trying to lose weight, you're going to see a bigger drastic impact because now you're actually controlling what's going in your body if you can, but it's definitely daunting because you're weighing everything. You're looking up everything. from Absolutely. And, and you know what you're the, I, I find that your body reacts differently to foods. Like everybody's body reacts differently. And also it's a, the pattern and what time of the day you start eating. And so like, you know, you can write me up a meal plan, but if I start eating differently based on that meal plan that you've provided me, um, especially a meal plan that was catered to you, it won't provide me the same results. Right. And, and I think that, you know, when people start really getting into it, whether old or young, they, they almost think that, you know, Oh, I got to bring myself down to, you know, a salad uh, during lunchtime and this, and and they're not allowed to snack. Actually, you're, that's the best part about um, this. Like you find snacks, healthier snacks, hopefully. Um, but, it, but it is, also understanding how your body reacts to the food that you're taking, because some, some of the food that you're eating, um, I find like bread makes me a little bit more bloated. Not everyone does like not everyone's body reacts that way, which is unfortunate, but for me, that is, um, because I love me a good sandwich, but it's the reality. So I, if I don't want to look that way, then I need to also balance that. It's not about not having it. It's about the balance and, and figuring it out too, right? Don't be afraid to 
to taste test, if you would. <laughs> totally. No, you have to dabble into a little bit of everything. Like I, I go back to the vegetarian lifestyle and people at first when they, I haven't seen them in a long time or they say, Oh my God, you look so great. Or, Hey, how'd you lose so much weight? And some of my friends and family, they, they like to poke fun that I don't eat meat anymore. And like, Oh, he's a vegetarian. Like, oh, I'm not doing that diet. I don't want to not eat meat. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. I lost a lot of weight prior to wanting to get off the meat. The meat was kind of just a lifestyle change that I thought was best for me and gave it a try. I dabbled in it. I said, I'm going to check it out because there's definitely, there's things that I can eat that I can be successful with. And then there's stuff like you said, like for bread for you, for me, it really was, I noticed the lifestyle when I was eating red meat, my I felt bloated, right? I'd eat a lot of red meat or I couldn't sleep at night afterwards and no blood work done. I wish I would have done that. Um, but I definitely know now that when I had that in my system, it had changed my life. And now I'm a much more aware person of what's going on and what's going into my body. Right, right. And you almost find that you, your energy levels are different because uh, you're fueling it with something different too, right? Like it's no longer the, uh, n- the what is it, the 89 gas that you put in the Honda Civic, you're now putting the Ultra, you right. know? Totally, <laughs> totally. It makes a difference, right? What you're putting into your, each car is different. Each car needs something else. And you have to figure out what your, your engine needs. And Absolutely. trial and error is going to help you with that. Um, and in the end, don't be afraid to try different things as you're going through your journeys. Cause I think it's going to make a big, big difference, um, for sure. So you're going to get back out and do some running. We were talking a little bit before getting onto the air. What's the goal? Uh, the goal is to get my cardio going and it's embarrassing. I like live a world of like almost bliss where I have no concept of time anymore. I've stopped aging since the age of 16. I'm 26 now. Um, And I didn't realize that it has been a whole year since I've like gone to the gym, a whole year. Now, granted, granted, I, um, you know, knowing that I haven't been physically active, I've changed up my diet. Of course, I couldn't be putting the same thing that I was putting in my body. Hence why I look a lot more slender. Um, Actually, my parents were concerned. They thought I was on drugs (laughs) when they saw on Christmas. They're like, are you, you moved to Toronto? Are you on drugs? (laughs) They saw me for Christmas time. And my, yeah, my grandmother was so concerned that she sent me home with um, so much food. Um, it was, yeah, it's, it was very sweet, but the, the goal is to just get back into, you know, the, bring that appetite back, um, with the world, hopefully reopening and the gyms being available again and, you know, being able to lift weights. I do have weights here, but not, you know, a a full-size gym in my, my place, um, I want to be ready for when that when that hits. And I I think that it's important for me, since I know my body, that I can't just go in ham. You know, once those gyms open, I can't just start squatting like I used to. I can't start lifting like I used to. I need to gradually get back into it. And with the weather opening up, you know, it's socially distancing from my from other people going for a run is naturally my first step. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a new city that I've been living in for about six months now, and I've been kind of trapped in the condo for those six months. So I just kind of want to go exploring and, you know, 
them just killing two birds with one stone. One, I, I just want to get back into that routine, but two, I just want to see the beauty out there and stop feeling like a little hobbit. You're in the true lockdown down that way. So that's I, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I got a bit of a challenge for you then, and it's going to be a bit of a shameless plug. So the Titans Baseball Club is supporting South Lake Foundation. So they normally do a 5K run, but obviously with the COVID restrictions going on, it is uh, a four-week virtual challenge where they're talking about nutrition, but in the end, it's running. So I'm going to challenge you to sign up and run with us. So our the coaching staff has put a... Uh, a challenge out to our players that for every hundred dollars they raise, we'll run a kilometer. So not all coaches are participating, but I'd like to see if you, if you're ready and up for it, you can join us and get that cardio built up. I can definitely, when is this? When is this? Uh, don't quote me on the days. And I should have known that before starting to record, but I'll send you the link afterwards. And it's, a, and you can join our team and help raise awareness and some support for the local hospital here for the baseball club. Well, I am a huge fan of the, the so-called Titans you speak of, so uh, definitely yes. up for the challenge. But uh, yeah, I, I think taking it one step at a time and you know putting a goalpost. I'm never one to shy away from a challenge, so you know challenge accepted. Let's see if I can get myself in there, or you know, if not, then roadmap. Like, what do I have to do to get there? And and that's that's the beauty about everyone's fitness journey is no matter if you trip and fall, you stumble, you can always pick it back up. You, but you have to be honest with yourself. You know, are are you ready? Are you not? Totally. So I I always like to give guests before they get an opportunity to leave, to give some lessons learned or some advice for others that may be in a similar situation as yours, that they may have to gain some weight or lose some weight, or even maybe some actors that are going through some stuff that you've learned about. I think that, oh man, there's so many lessons learned. How how long how long do we have? My goodness, as long as you need. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that I think, you know, especially my generation and people getting into fitness, um, don't really go into, and I wish I'd learned sooner, was do it for yourself. Period. You have to. There, you know, you can't rely on a spouse, you can't rely on a partner, can't rely on um, a gig unless they're paying you. Obviously, that's a different story. But uh, <laughs> you, you really cannot rely on anyone else but yourself to keep yourself motivated and going and setting your own goals. Because, you know, you, you begin this adventure with someone else and they trip and fall. Does that mean you do too? You know, um, and, and I think that had I learned that lesson, then my, my physicality and, and how I would look or where I am at my fitness journey, granted COVID, um, would be in a more favorable place for myself. Um, not saying that I'm not happy with how I look and how I feel. Um, but had I learned that lesson, I think I wouldn't have had the fluctuations that I did. Um, because it's expensive. Now I got to buy new clothes. I don't, I look like a boy scout now in the clothing that I wear. Cause I used to fit in a medium. I'm probably back to an extra small ish. I think, I think maybe, I don't know. We'll find out. And that's, that's a whole new topic and journey, but ultimately, you know, fitness, do it for yourself. Anything in life, do it for yourself. You, you have to, you have to find a way to anchor. And and that's, one of the cool things that I got to learn and and all of this and all the all the kind of journeys that I've had at this, you know, very fruitful life that I'm living is 
anchor yourself because not everything is going to go right. Not everything is going to go the the way that you want it to. Um, the formula might make sense right now and you get to the end of the equation, you don't get it right, um, but you have to anchor it. You know, what is that anchor? Um, and for me, right now, my anchor is just me, my mentality, myself, you know, thinking about my own well-being, why I want to do this. No one's holding me accountable. I, I can tell you that I'm running right now and then just go straight to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know um my anchor is is that like mental health and keeping myself going and, and try to get myself back into that groove because you know I've had a good year with COVID and pretending that the world was going to end but now it's uh, a <laughs> accepting where it's coming to now so 2020 definitely challenged everybody from that aspect. Um, that's for sure. And I think there's a common theme in all the stories that we're able to share and talk about is you have to want to do it for yourself. I had plenty of times I had people tell me at work or family to say, Hey, like you got to start doing something. And that's, that's not enough for me to want to go for you. So you have to find what it is inside you that you really want. And I tell people all the time, if you believe it, you're going to be able to do it because we are very powerful human beings and we can get to what we want to get to. Yeah. You can really achieve, manifest it, achieve what you, whatever you want, you can do it. That's awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. You can be reached on Instagram at it's John Mike with two E's I found yes. out. So make sure yes. you get this two E's. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to being able to catch up in person soon. Hopefully this summer we'll be able to get out on a patio, see each other, and maybe even go for a run with each other down on the harbor front in Toronto. Absolutely. Right in front of the beach here. So you're more than welcome. You and the kids Love and the it. wifey, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, thank you for listening to the I'll Finish That podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, let's get it out there to support others during their journey. You can reach out to myself on Instagram or Twitter at Coach Elvira. Please subscribe to ensure you don't miss an episode. Remember, you're not alone. You can do it. You're more powerful than you ever could imagine. Stay fit and have fun.